Based on the comic book of the same name, Watchmen sees filmmaking legend Zack fucking Snyder's take on the classic. And what is this comic about? Blood, killing people, and how blood and killing people is cool. And oh boy, does Snyder deliver. In this ultra-violent superhero romp, we follow the likes of Rorschach, an alt-right racist sexist murderer who is adored by fans everywhere, the comedian, a fucked-up guy that seems to find hurting people kind of funny, Night Owl, the cuck Batman, Silk Spectre, she mostly just hangs out, and Dr. Manhattan, a blue guy who knows so much that he can't even remember to put on pants. This is Watchmen. This movie is horny as shit. <laughs> Their assholes are always out. It's mm-hmm. insane. Airtight. Awesome. I'm psychic in many ways. That guy's had like three sandwiches this week. Let's fucking kill him. <laughs> that was, in a word, insane. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back! This is the Skip Ahead Podcast, the only podcast where uh, we where people watch movies and talk about them. <laughs> you fudged it, man. No. The only podcast where the title is not something you should actually do when you're listening to the thing. Yes. You know what I'm please, saying? Please, we cannot stress this enough. Don't skip ahead the movies, or this isn't gonna make any fucking sense. You know, but I mean, even like the po- like, don't skip ahead the podcast. No, I'm saying don't skip ahead in the podcast either. Just do- should we call it podcast? Why did we, we haven't <laughs> uploaded any episodes yet. Should we call it podcast? Don't skip ahead. Don't skip ahead. Please don't skip ahead. Um, it's it's really true though. But I, when we were kind of deciding title, title this, title that, I'm not saying skip ahead was our eighth choice. <laughs> I'm saying we came up with like 20 choices that were all taken already because exactly. too many people are making podcasts. <laughs> the market needs to just get rid of itself. The market man. needs more people like us. All right, um, but Clayton, how are you doing? You know me. I'm. 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 I'm not good usually. But like Bo Burnham Ooh. says, you haven't seen that yet. Not yet, man. Um, I'm about it. But uh, no, yeah, I'm. I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Max? I'm doing pretty good. You know, there's ups and there's downs. It's like the ocean, up and down, up and down. Um, I was feeling pretty pretty down recently, and then I, that, that lit a fire into my ass. And so I feel like I'm, I'm kind of on the upswing. So, um, and I, I can see it's like when you're on a roller coaster, you can, you're creeping up to the top. You can see the fall, but you can also see it kind of swing, loop-de-loop. It's pretty exciting. Um, yes, we are recording this episode. We had we have just come back from uh, an open mic. We're kind of jazzed. We're kind tell. of a little bit jazzed. Yeah, the nature is healing. Exactly, the stand up is bad. It's crazy. Baby. And this particular open mic for the first time was inside. It had been outside for oh, so yes. many times. It, it just really is insane. Like the energy is so different. Cars aren't coming by, honking, giving you the middle finger. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really a different environment. Uh, we did see. I will say uh, on the way to the open mic. Me and oh Max, we God. rode together. We saw a high-speed chase, like it a car zoomed right by us, and then immediately following that Wait, was a I'm police car. Gonna Google like like high-speed chase or something like San Marcos, like uh-huh. right now. Or- yes, it was. I mean, it was truly just fucking insane. Um, as we, uh, Max, as you're looking that up. Um, in the meantime, what we have a little feature. It doesn't look like anything is coming up here. Shit. Um, we have a little feature. Yet. Max, um, any any dreams lately? Any big dreams? Yes, yet? yes, okay. yes. Okay, so um, by the way, if anyone is, this is a realtor or anything, Clayton and I and some friends are looking for an apartment. Oh my God, um, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a dream uh, a couple days ago that I um, found an apartment for us, but it was like a really shitty apartment. And I was like so stressed out. Um, So that was one dream. I think that one's kind of obvious, you know, looking for dreams. Mm -hmm. Another dream I had, I think last night, was that I was on a double date with my mom and dad and me and Elton John. So like... (laughs) And uh-huh. and like I was like clearly like I think I think it was also like a blind date with Elton John and like Elton arrived and he like really wasn't into it when he saw me uh-huh. and so I kept like trying to be like really pushy and like be funny and stuff and a lot of jokes were like flopping and I remember like my dad like giving me a look he's like it's not gonna work between you and Elton <laughs> and it was kind of mortifying I, I remember waking up and just being really embarrassed like Schadenfreude dude mm-hmm. um was this 
today's Elton John or like yes. young Taron Egerton? It okay, was today's Elton John. Elton John. Yeah, like decrepit, wrinkly, uh-huh. like Old asexual, gross. Yeah. And was this today's your parents or were they still together? <laughs> that's and the thing. Because <laughs> that's an interesting point that I'm realizing is you're on a double date with your uh I'm sorry parents, to say it, Max, but I gotta say it. You're thank divorced you. parents. I do identify as a child of divorced parents. If you could not tell by the fact that this is the second podcast <laughs> I've started in college. Um, uh, but Clayton is no excuse. Um, <laughs> nope. I'm here for the love of the game, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, and that was the thing. Uh, it was not my father as I know him. I was in the dream. I knew he was my dad, but he did not look like my modern day or younger dad. Like, he doesn't even look like my dad. And so... I don't. I don't remember. He. I don't. He didn't look like anyone I could even see in my mind, or I could uh, conjure for you right now. Ooh. You know that guy. There's like the photo online, and it's like, have like you seen? You've this, seen this man in your dreams. Have you seen this man? He shows up in everyone's dreams. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen this, listeners, Google it. Google up dream man. Guy. Yeah, dream guy. He's in every dream. It's like a black and white photo, and the photo is the most horrifying photo in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I am telling you guys to look it up because I can't even possibly look it up because it is bone chilling. It's so scary. <laughs> and of course I see him in my dreams all the time after I see that horrifying photo. Like, obviously I'm going to see him. Mm-hmm. So Max, yeah. what do you think the dream means? Because that's, that's the sequel to this segment. Is um, what, how do you interpret that? Uh, truly, I think uh, Elton John, he's a queer uh, performer in show business. So, mm. I, so maybe the double date um, thing is between like me and... Who I one day want to be. I want to be, you know, an Elton John. People know people know him as a guy. He comes in, glitter, gorgeousness, music. Everyone loves him. He's a fun time. And he's gay and he's queer. And it's like, as I'm seeing, as I'm getting older, maybe my anxiety is that I will never get to live up to this vision of myself where I see myself as an Elton John in the future. So my dad, my parents, my guardians are telling, my guardian angels are telling me it's not going to work out, man. It's not going to work out. And I'm like pushing him, telling jokes. They're flopping. I'm a comedian, you know, mm-hmm. so... That's, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> no, I'm fine. That, that's I, that sounds right to me. See, the it's only awesome. dreams I've been. So you having, think it sounds right? Do what? So you agree? That yeah, that? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> the only <laughs> dreams I've been having lately have been. So we all know Max and I are both. We have both been servers before. Oh I'm, God, I still yeah. am. So you know, like the feeling of having like stress dreams. Oh yeah. Where you're like you're you're. Like half awake in your bed, but you're convinced that you're serving right now. Yeah. Um, I've been having that lately with Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, what? <laughs> um, That's not the same thing at all. I know, but it's like it, it feels the same. Like not yeah. in the same like stressful, but Max and I have just been playing a lot of D&D lately. Yeah. And I'm, it's honestly been great. It's been great. I am dungeon mastering a game. Hell yeah. And so I'll have like things where I like wake up. And I like, I'm like making a ruling and I feel like I'm like, oh no, I'm not being fair to them right now. (laughs) Like, this is too hard. This is too difficult. I'm going to get them killed and y'all are going to be pissed at me. Uh, And then I'm like, I'm like DMing like intense (laughs) D&D combat in like a a liminal space between (laughs) like being awake and being asleep. Um, That's crazy. You shouldn't have those worries because much like serving, uh, I found that, you know, um, the people on the other side, they're not thinking about you, baby. They don't care about you. I remember fi- finding out like in yeah, serving. Yeah, my like, friends, they don't give a shit about me. <laughs> Clayton, I've got to tell you, we don't give a shit about you, man. Um, um, no, it's like truly whenever I'm playing D&D, um, I always take what the dungeon master is doing as like rule of law truly 100% like it's mm. just it's, it's the fact I never even think of it in a malleable thing as if it's a choice coming from you mm. so like there's no I, there's no way I would ever get mad at the choice that you make because I'm just like well that's just what the game is you know yeah um, and also if one of my characters dies I'm excited yeah baby because I get to do a you new character you get to have a new character exactly um, with that though We've kind of, I've been, personally, I've been putting this off. I don't want to talk about this <laughs> fucking movie. Um, but that's going to take us to the movie that we watched this week, mm-hmm. which is... Of course, Skip Ahead is a, is a, is a movie podcast. We're going to watch, watch a movie every week. Typically, the, the hook of the podcast, 
We're watching bad movies. Bad movies, baby. Um, we actually started at one of our first movies was Fifth Element, though, which we both loved. It was uh, great. But other yeah. than that, bad movies, yeah. that's, baby. That's the fingers crossed secret hope. But, you know, we don't want to hate these movies. No. But, you know, we I, I come into all these love. movies. Want, I wanted, last week, I was so hopeful that I was going to become a Christian. Um, man. <laughs> I was really hoping it was going to convert me. Oh, um, God, man. But that takes us to this week's movie, which is going to be Zack Snyder's. Ew, ugh, thumbs down. Uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Yeah, boy. Um, now, tell us about Watchmen. What is Watchmen? Give us a little bit um, about the movie and the backstory. Of so, it. Watchmen is a. a the, it started. Watchmen was first born as a comic book by Sir Alan Moore. I don't know mm. if he's actually been knighted, but I'm calling him he Sir should Alan be, Moore. He sure should be. I think he's American. But um, he, it's a comic book about it, it's superheroes in a much more realistic setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taking place during like the, the Cold War. Um, there's the threat of nukes are on the horizon. And it's examining if superheroes were in real life, what would that look like? Um, and the comic book is one of the, the, the great... One of the great pieces of American literature. It really is. If um, you're if you're a nerd, if you're like a dork, if you like comic books, you really got to get on watching okay, if you haven't well. already. <laughs> if you're a virgin, loser, nerd, lame. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, but Max and I are both huge fans of that comic book. We love Watchmen so much. I just yeah. I like Rorschach. I think Rorschach's really? so cute. So cool. He's just a cutie. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the whole idea, you know, if superheroes were real, what would actually happen? What would be the real story? Yeah, and know? it turns out uh, Alan Moore thinks eh, not good. Not good. Probably not good. Kids. Yeah. Sorry, um, The Flash. Sorry, Supergirl. <laughs> Yes. Um, so and so we we see that they're kind of like, you know, the the, the existence of these superheroes has changed the world. Like mm-hmm. they they the superheroes were used to help cover up Watergate. Yeah. The Vietnam War was a success. Like we won Vietnam and it's a state now. Yeah. Um, Nixon is in like his third term in office uh, in the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um, things are a little different here. Things are a little bit crazy. Um, but with one facet, no one has any superpowers in Watchmen except mm-hmm. for the iconic Doctor Manhattan. And he's our little blue boy, our sad boy, our cute mm-hmm. little sad boy. Um, no, but if you don't know him, you've seen him. He's the blue man. He says Ligma balls. And like zaps. Yes, uh, famously. Um, he invented it, baby. Yes. And also we should say, spoiler warning for uh, Watchmen, if you haven't read it, get uh-huh. over it. Yeah, and uh, do read it. Please do. do. Read, read that shit, idiot. Read that shiz. Um, but yeah, and and Watchmen is, is a behemoth of a project to adapt. And uh-huh. Some would said, say, you shouldn't. Someone you just shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't do it. Um, and of course, we are not talking about the HBO Max TV show, uh-huh, which is recently. fantastic. That we're it's also both huge truly fans. Really miraculous. If you have not seen, like, even if you you don't even read the comic book, don't watch the movie, don't do any of that. If you just watch one thing, it's watch the TV show. It is marvelous. Like, it is really just so good. Yeah, so good. Still um, holds up. Uh, holds up. Yes, and for that, they this was that was kind of a sequel to the the story of the comic. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie is a retelling of the the story that is told in the comic, which yeah. so it's it's going to be just off the bat, it's going to be very hard for us to separate this discussion of the movie yeah. from the book, because the two are of course very intertwined. The way we the are watching thing. the movie <laughs> yeah. is, it's essentially the movie is what Zack Snyder was going for is in a lot of in a lot of scenes it is truly like shot for shot recreations like using the comic book as like a storyboard exactly and so like it's one thing to say if if you know maybe it's like little women or something where like the like like things are totally kind of rearranged and, and told in a different artistic way but Zack Snyder truly was telling the story the way it was told in the comic book ever all the reveals most for the most part were told in the same way um, he did take some liberties with a few characters and a few scenes, and those are the focus of our ire today on this podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. It is insane because truly, Watchmen the comic book is a storyboard. You could truly just do it, and maybe some uh, like we say, maybe you shouldn't do it. Uh-huh. Like, but if you were gonna do it, because I would just say to stick to the script. You yes, know? and the twist comes from even like it, essentially, mm-hmm. for the most part. 
pretty much all of the same shit happens. Yeah, plot-wise. Pretty much. Yeah. But Zack Snyder, who I'll say right now, piece of shit, that guy, he kind of <laughs> sucks. Um, Zack Snyder uh, doesn't get it. And yeah. he hates the women alongside these misogynistic characters. Yeah. And he uh, seemingly hates sinners and minorities alongside oh, Rorschach God, yeah. who is like clearly in the original story clearly like a weird white supremacist creep yeah, who breaks yeah. into people's houses and eat, eats their beans like proto alt-right edgy like edgelord like like the whole thing with Rorschach and with the superheroes is that they are not mentally okay if they're superheroes if they choose to wear masks like they have trauma they are not doing well and therefore shouldn't be super like it's like no like the comic book is not saying that anyone should take up the mantle of being a superhero of like, course yeah um and so as we're kind of ragging on our boy Rorschach here. Um, I'm thinking because the story is told so out of order and I don't know how much use there is going through this like scene by scene because again the the story itself is not what we have a huge problem with. Mm -hmm. I think it would be probably the most apt to go kind of character by character. I enjoy that, yeah. Yes, see what we think there. Yeah. Um, so in fact, I'm just gonna click on characters here, and we'll go straight down uh, the 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 list on Wikipedia. Let's flip and do it. Starting with Lori Jupiter, aka Silk Spectre the Second. Um, real shame what happened. I mean, yeah. I guess so. This isn't as much Zack Snyder's fault. Yeah. Because in the comic book. Uh, most of the women are not written with a lot of agency or like strong character motivations. Yeah, or depth. Or... Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even in the comic, Lori is just kind of John's girlfriend. And it sucks because she could be so much more, and she almost is, but uh-huh. it's just not there. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. kind of hints at the end that like there's something going on here. Exactly. But um, I don't know. She's she's. I, I think we can see that she could clearly be a great character. We see yeah. so in the HBO show where she kind of takes kind of takes center stage a little bit. Yeah, we are just I, I straight up at least I am gonna be sucking the dick of the HBO Max show because yeah. it is like it truly takes the fact that Alan Moore and Zack Snyder don't really treat the women in the story right, flips that on its head as. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much all all of the all, protagonists yeah. are women and all the ones that you like care about are like just oh it's ah i like regina king and oh man here i go again it's just really so good and um but Lori Lori in in um, uh-huh. who by who, the time the show goes by Lori blake uh-huh. after her father the comedian yes uh Lori um she is an older woman played by jean smart but in this movie she um doesn't really stand out to me I, I a lot of times i would forget like what was going on with her um even though i knew the story so well and it really sucks mm. that she couldn't be um shifted into the the focus more especially because there's just one very troubling scene um trigger warning truly where where someone where um her mother is um, assaulted on on screen and it's just like mm. the, the way that it's done is like like tasteless like and yes. it has no grace or decency it and I, I understand that uh the person doing this to her it's this is very serious subject matter but the person doing this to her wasn't treating her with grace or anything like that but the way it was shot the way it was done uh-huh. was very difficult in the in because in the comic uh, this is something that we don't we don't see this like in a whole lot of in detail panels. it's like yeah. a, like two or three panels that it, it happens in and um in the comic, it is shown, of course, as an act of violence, which is yeah. what it is. In the movie, Zack Snyder, by the way, piece of shit, mm-hmm. shoots it like a sex scene, uh, yeah. where we're seeing we're focusing like on her thighs, and then we get shots of her boobies when she's unzipping uh, her costume, um, and it's then like dehumanizing. Like it's it's just totally takes all of the yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Just uh, gross. It's some gross stuff, I'll yeah. say. I'm not sure what he was going 
for there, like, um, to give him a small benefit of the doubt, maybe he was trying to do some kind of commentary on the way that, like, but even, see, it just is, like, so much mental gymnastics to try to understand what he was doing. It mm. didn't pay off, Zach. It did not work. Um, mm -hmm. It was hard to sit through. But, and that, I think, was is, like, the, is, like, the, one of the biggest blind spots of the movie is just, again, Snyder's treatment of this character um, and her mother and just everything, because it could be, there could be so much nuance and in, like interesting qualities in the fact that um, her father did um, assault her mother, and then her mother like did eventually, um, I believe, like yes, eventually they yeah. they they met she again, hooked up with him, and then that's yeah. where Laurie came from. Because there's so much like deep story potential in that, and I really got that from the comic, and like and like very much like drama and like and um, just so much there. And Zack Snyder just doesn't even try like attempt to. No, to handle sure that, does not. which sucks. It was just really sucks because, yeah, yeah, it just does, and it also sucks that she is, if I'm not wrong, the only main character woman in the movie. Right? Yeah, no, I mean yeah. she's the only uh, woman who gets any focus in the movie, and even then, she does. She's just mostly there for stuff. Yeah, she seems. It seems like she's kind of a. She's there to give some conflict to, yeah. to Dr. Manhattan. And to be a reward. And then she's there to be a reward, of course, for yeah. Night Owl. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just annoying. It, it it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, and that is going to be something I do want to improve about both the original story and the movie. But that's skipping ahead to our final segment. <laughs> she's but, talking about skip ahead. Don't do it. <laughs> please don't skip ahead. Um, um, so next character. Yeah, next arrow. That'll take us to Billy Crudup as John Osterman. Slash Doctor Manhattan, um, bro. I I really do like Doctor Manhattan is all that in a bag of chips and not as a person, not as a um a, like like as a as a character, but as like a character study of like yeah. what would happen if someone got supermaned or someone you know uh -huh. someone that happened to them, and it's really so awesome because truly he is. Just toxic masculinity, like like cranked mm -hmm. up to a, a one thousand. It's such a great idea for like. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, essentially, he is like he he's obviously like he doesn't look or act or sound anything like Superman. Yeah. But it, it seems like he's very directly a kind of deconstruction of that idea. In that, like, mm -hmm. it's a guy, just a normal guy, who ends up with near unlimited powers. Um, I mean, he, he can basically do anything he wants. He's yeah. like omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. Yeah. He's he's got all the omnis. Um, he can see everything in time. He can see the future. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, what that does to him, which makes sense, is he doesn't care anymore. Like he, it, he doesn't care. One of his lines, which I think really sums up his like whole thing, is that a dead body and a alive body have the same number of particles. Yeah. Um, and that's all Just he gives, gives a shit about. Yeah, and it's what's so interesting is that um, it's it's he doesn't care about things, but he is not immune to his emotions like he still has a human aspect to him so he's still susceptible to his emotions mm -hmm. so he still feels jealousy and anger and bitterness and like but also like apathy at the same time a lot of times but it's so cool it's not like cool to see him do this but it's cool to see that the story is is making him do this where he um just like um, I guess I don't know what the term manipulates Lori like and says yeah. like he he leaves Earth and then says it's her fault mm -hmm. that she that he doesn't want to be on Earth anymore he made her stop caring about it and um, it's like so cool to be like yeah Superman would be a dick like he yeah. would not like to the point where he'd be selfish he would be mean and this is like the coolest edgy Superman like what if story. Um, to happen until Invincible, honestly, in my mind. Like, it's just yeah. so cool. Like, oh, and, and, and talking about Invincible, it's very similar things. Where, like, yeah. Dr. Manhattan and, spoiler alert, for uh, for Invincible, <laughs> um, Omni-Man, um, they're just, they're so powerful that humans are like bugs to them. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's essentially, like, you know, we don't give a shit about ants, but, mm -hmm. like, the, the difference in, like, power or ability... Between like us and Doctor Manhattan yeah. is probably way bigger than like the difference between us and an ant. Yeah, um, just it's 
unimaginable scale. Even if you think about it, like humans are like on Earth, Superman is like above Earth, but can visit Earth, you know. And Doctor Manhattan like is like the galaxy. Like it, it's yeah. such a cool, um, really just. Such a, oh man, I want to suck his dick so bad. Oh, he's so awesome. If anyone ever says that they relate to Doctor Manhattan or they look <laughs> up to him or think he's really cool as like a person, run away from uh-huh. them. They do not understand. Oh, man. Which is a common theme that we'll be getting into <laughs> with these characters. Yeah. Um, um, one thing we haven't talked about about Mr. Mister Manhattan himself. Um, he's got his dick out a bunch, pretty oh, famously. Yeah. He's, he's always just hanging dong all up and around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also we didn't talk at all about in the movie of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have too much of a quarrel with Dr. Manhattan stuff. I agree. Up until the end plot twist, which we will get to, um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I think that he was treated pretty well. Like, I think Zack Snyder at least understood that. Like, like that Doctor Manhattan is not a cool guy because all the all the lines in there are, are still in there. Like where mm-hmm. where he's talking to Laurie, blaming her. Um, we do get again. We do get a bit of a human side of him, a bit more than I do like. I don't know because mm-hmm. I I don't love whenever like if someone just really lays on the fact that he was once human and or like seeing him worried and sad and stuff like that because in, in truth he's an asshole and he's a jerk but I think by the end of the movie um, it does it really well I, I yeah. really do enjoy that I think so. I, I really like most of it the biggest problem I had because even like obviously like if Zack Snyder tried to write anything coming out of Dr. Manhattan's mouth Man. it would just feel wrong yeah um, and the, a lot of the dialogue comes essentially straight from the comic yeah because um, there's just that one iconic comic where he's like it's 1971 and I'm over here and at the same time it's 5000 and whatever and I'm on Mars or shit like that yeah really just an iconic piece of epicness uh huh um and uh, uh, the, the the biggest problem that I had with this is a thing that again, Zack Snyder he can tell the exact same story, but he just don't really get it, and that it takes like a very emotional uh, point of view for Doctor Manhattan. Exactly. Whereas the, I think the way we should be experiencing the story, and especially when we're getting, you know, kind of an insight into the way his mind works. It, it should be very uh, objective. Like it, it yeah. should be um, a lot more detached and a little, mm. little removed from like the humanity of it all. Yeah, because he is so removed from it, and um, it doesn't matter if he was a human once. Like he's still a bad dude. And yes, he has nuance, obviously. But like, if out of anyone, like he's probably the character the most that we can like kind of view objectively and say that he's we know what he is on the outside there's nothing like more deeper within him or something like that Mm -hmm. it's this is who he is and um so altogether though i think i give like zach Snyder like a b for how he did dr manhattan yeah let's actually i like that theme let's how about silk specter uh laurie um i'd say an f with because with the scene with her mom and yeah uh, but a B for Dr. Manhattan. Mm, yeah. I think I agree definitely with both of those. Yeah, but I also say, like, I also give um, Laurie an F because uh, Laurie in the comics, again, just, like, there still wasn't really even that much to work with, even though there was more than Zack gave us. So um, not to give him the benefit of the doubt, mostly I'm mad that he didn't try to add anything to her. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which, that will take us, moving right along, right along. to Matthew Good, who I... I Tr- truly don't know who the that hell is. is this? As Adrian Veidt Adri- slash Ozymandias. Love it, Ozymandias. This is our Tony Stark kind of maybe equivalent, maybe yeah. super genius, child genius, baby with a big brain, mm-hmm. hero in a half shell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, this is our super genius. Uh huh. Um, I love him. I really love him as a uh, like. If if all these characters are kind of maybe like foils of each other in a way or something, um, he is very much the closest character to Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Like, he is not only super smart, but he has like a bunch of money and, but he is an egomaniac. Like he's mm-hmm. obsessed with himself and therefore he is manipulative, toxically masculine. Um, uh, yeah. All that, all that. Yeah. Shit. And I mean, he basically, cause the biggest problem with Dr. Manhattan is Dr. Manhattan could be solving all of the problems. He is literally all powerful. Yeah, he could solve all of the problems. He could disappear all the nukes in the world, mm-hmm. but he knows that the fu- his future self doesn't do that, and so he will not do that. Um, yeah, Adrian Veidt is just a guy who 
kind of does save the world. Yeah. Uh, which is why it's so interesting that he's flat out the villain of the story, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, I To get to that ending part, not, not the full twist of the movie, but Ozymandias does such an interesting thing in the comic book, which is really what fully did it for me in the comic, this kind of dilemma that the characters uh, reach this insane like big one question you know Mm -hmm. um this in the story of course world war three is on the horizon the doomsday clock is ticking ticking by the way clock dr manhattan was a clockmaker watchman watch he was a watchman 12 issue comic so is that true yeah that's uh, there was a chapter for each uh for each hour and we would see the clock kind of oh you're so right yes oh my god just and that's that's what's called a motif. That's what's called running themes. I love it. That that's writing. That's literature. That's my major, people. <laughs> but um, you know, this is this is why you have a degree for this podcast. Yeah, but, baby. Um, but no, yeah, nuclear war is gonna happen. So Ozymandia says, um, so that Russia and America don't blow each other up with nuclear war, uh, I am going to create this. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going to. I'm so scared of this idea. Create this big squid monster to appear in New York City, do a psychic blast that murders, what, like two million people in the middle of Manhattan, and then convince all of humanity that aliens are real so that they can all unite against the common force of aliens and nuclear war will never happen. Mm -hmm. And in the comic, um, that works. Yeah, he just does it. It Uh, happens. Everybody shows up to the end of the movie to kick his little ass. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great scene famously me and Max were just so excited to watch it because it's one of the best lines in anything is they, they they're confronting him and he tells them their plan and they, he, or he tells them his plan and they're like we're never going to let you get away with this and he says get away with this I'm not a Republic serial villain. I did it 35 minutes ago. And it's like, oh, shit, it already happened. Man, oh, man. Um, Man, like, oh, just, I got, like, chills reading that. Reading, because I read the whole comic in one night. And I literally, when I got to that part, I truly couldn't believe it. Like, I was just totally shocked. And that's such a cool, like, idea. Like, um... Again, not because I think Ozymandias is awesome. I think it's cool he that this kinda is, is though. It's kind of dope. Um, uh, no, but just like that, the story went there. That the story like took it to that level, and it's like totally shocking. And it's like what? And then for him to not, um, I hesitate to use this term for lack of a better term in terms of the story um, to be correct, to win, to be right. Da, 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 quote unquote. Mm-hmm. He solves his problem, and. Um, and we, as the reader, know this is a fucked up solution. This isn't. This is not real. The characters are like, no, this this doesn't work. And then Doctor Manhattan is like, actually, it does work. And all the characters are like, wait, it does work. We're gonna mm-hmm. take this to the grave. And then they do. And yeah. They fully. Which I mean, it makes it. They. I think the mm-hmm. the phrase that. Uh, I don't know if this because Ozymandias I know says this in the show. I don't know yeah. if he actually had said it in the comic. But he puts them in sort of a moral stalemate where they mm-hmm. they can't, at this point, them saying anything about it would only do more harm. Yes. Um, yeah. And so he just he just did it. Oh, man. It's just like, so, like such an interesting thing and for the story to end there and like kind of make like you as the reader be like, well, what do you think? Like, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and to see the characters all are like, yeah, this is what should happen for humanity to save humanity um wow like it really and so and the movie kind of does that the movie does that for the most part Uh until the 11th hour doomsday clock motif again clocks um but in terms of ozymandias as a character um he was hardly in the movie like at all to me Uh uh-huh he also like he just felt kind of boring to me like because in in my head what i associate with ozymandias is like just grandiose, like big, larger than life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine like whenever Jeremy Irons, who plays Ozymandias in the show, yeah. is on screen, it just feels like such an event. It feels like we're watching something crazy. Um, yeah. A and, person who clearly like has a giant ego when you see them. Like, just yes, look you can them. Yeah. feel it. Uh, like the big orchestra music. Ozymandias just kind of feels like a dude in here. Yeah, like um, a businessman. Kind yeah, of, yeah, he's like a businessman. He even like there's so much in the comic that should have done a lot of the work for Snyder. Completely, like his yeah. cat, 
with like the crazy weird head like shape that because he's yeah. like a he's a insane geneticist yeah. so he just like created these different kinds of animals um he's got like his massive pyramid in the antarctic yeah uh that all just feels like you know well one it's like dark green everything in the movie yeah is, it's so. it's it, like it's just so drab and like the original comic is so like 1980s comics like it like looks like just um just like that and um it's like colorful and stuff and um he is such a colorful person and like clearly you know purple is like his purple and gold like really these rich colors you know from like medieval times you know if you had purple you were super rich and uh like that was like such a big facet of like how I, what i associated with him also the name ozymandias at no point personally do i remember in the movie anyone addressing him as ozymandias or something or mm. maybe they did but they probably just called him like you know adrian Vite or whatever mm. um and in the points where maybe there was foreshadowing towards this happening I was never, my eye was never watching him. It was never something where it was like fun to see him on screen when he came on. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it does suck that also, like, this is one of the chances where you can totally camp up the villainy and it's okay to me. It's not like, like, weird queer bait or like gay coding or anything. Like, he's clearly this strange, bizarre man. And so, um, I just wish Snyder wouldn't have been af so afraid and wasn't trying to make it so gritty. Um, it would have allowed for some color because that's scarier. If there's a character who like has a bunch of color and they're evil and scary, that's just like Pennywise. Like that's scary, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like, yeah, not like we know if someone's like gritty, we know that they're not going to be a normal character. There's no surprise there. Yeah, yeah. a hundred percent. And so with that, I guess we can kind of close the book on Vite here. Matt, what do you what do you grade in Zack Snyder's Adrian Vite? I give him a C. Truly, I give mm. him a C. I think I'm gonna have to give him a D because also a. a Big thing we didn't talk about here, I mm -hmm. guess, before we close the book entirely. Um, the the alien does not happen. That's, There's yeah. no alien. Yeah. Instead, he makes he makes little fake Doctor Manhattans that yeah. blow up, and so the world thinks that Doctor Manhattan is out to get them. Right. But Doctor Manhattan is from America. Like right. Doctor Manhattan, I guess. I guess he attacked America. Yeah. Um. And he made a bunch, he made them like all over the world, so everybody's like, "Oh, we gotta live in fear of Doctor Manhattan." Yeah, um, which is honestly, to me, on truly, it's kind of a lateral move. Like it, because I don't hate that idea. Like it's very interesting, and also, you know, maybe if you're Zack Snyder and you don't set up the alien stuff or the geneticist stuff or any of the cool scientist stuff, like the comic does the alien would kind of come out of nowhere at the end of the movie and maybe you'd be like the audience wouldn't understand it they don't get it so maybe dr manhattan da 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 um but it's just like it ruins the fun i don't know it just like it takes the the bizarreness and the weirdness out of it um yeah yeah i just really wish the alien was in there and it was a total bummer not seeing it yeah but um if alan moore had chosen to do the um the dr manhattan choice uh in the comic instead of the alien I would have honestly maybe thought it was interesting, but Alan Moore is someone who likes foreshadowing and doing themes and adding things into it. And it probably would have been done with much more grace uh -huh. uh, if Moore had done it. So, um, so yeah, and that, that's another, that, that is another big gripe I have with this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's Ozymandias. Next, we're moving on to everybody's favorite fucking mm -hmm. weirdo. Uh, we are moving on to Jackie Earl Haley as... Walter Kovacs, a.k.a. Rorschach. Rorschach. Tell us about Rorschach. Who so he is, what he Rorschach is. Rorschach is... If, if, if Dr. Manhattan is Moore's take on Superman, I think this is definitely Moore's take on Batman. Yeah. This is an obsessed vigilante who's a weird creep who just stalks people at night. Um, he is just obsessed with criminals he keeps a manifesto called Rorschach's Journal where he's just constantly just spewing like racist, sexist, homophobic nonsense. Yeah. He's like talking about immigrants and, and how much of a problem they are. Uh, and just in the comic book, just so clearly, like so obviously, more obviously than yeah. you could ever believe, he is a scumbag. Yeah. Um, and he's an unreliable narrator. 
Yes. And and Zack Snyder fell for the narrator. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Um, and in a way, he also is like maybe like the third facet of like toxic masculinity in this movie. Like these three characters, Manhattan, Ozymandias, and Rorschach, um, and also Night Owl, and we will get to that. But I feel like these three really are like really big commentaries of um, just like the worst that men can be. You know, like they can either be like totally egomaniac or totally power crazy or like someone who like Rorschach, who is also in his own way obsessed with himself and obsessed with like this vision, this idea of himself as a vigilante and a superhero. Mm. And like, uh, this is kind of, uh, like the TV show says, I think um, you mentioned, you know, what, like, uh, w- like what different kinds of superheroes are, what kind of like people would be superheroes, right? Because if like Night Owl is like a um, adrenaline junkie a thrill or something. Seeker, yeah. Thrill seeker, yeah. Well, did she say what Rorschach was or anything? Or? Um, Rorschach, uh, there is one for, I can't say yeah. I remember it off the top of my head. Right, yeah. But we can assume like he's like someone who wants to be a vigilante, wants to be a superhero, wants to be cool. Um, but he's but he's like a reject from society, and mm-hmm. he, in order to not go crazy, maybe you know he is he makes up this kind of fantasy world in his head that he lives in, um, uh, where everyone else is are whores and degenerates and like um, and so for someone to look at that character and be like, this guy is so guy cool, is cool, man. This guy's awesome. Like, sure, he like looks cool but he's like deceptively cool just like dr manhattan looks cool just like ozymandias looks cool like from the outside mm-hmm. um he looks edgy and stuff but like there's so much more to him than just breaking into people's apartments and kicking bad guys in the face and also mm-hmm. standing up for what's right because also he quote unquote takes the moral high ground in the dilemma he says no i'm gonna tell everyone about the the fact that you created dr manhattan or that you created the alien you know depending on the story mm-hmm. And then um, Dr. Manhattan brings his life. He to says, Lick my job. He says, Lick my job. And Rorschach dies. So Rorschach never gets to tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I mean, it's true. Like, clearly, like, because Rorschach is just, he is just the worst super. Like, yeah, he truly, yeah. like, the whole point is he's like, he's the detective. He's Batman. He's like the world. He sees himself as like the world's greatest detective. Yeah. When clearly like he's so bad at his job, like he shows up to Mullick's house to yeah. be like, I know you did it. And Mullick is fucking dead. Like <laughs> while he's talking to him. Yeah. Um, and yet Zack Snyder turns him into like the cool bad. Like there's the line of, of, of course that is yeah. like, kind of ironic in the the comic book like the and all the whores and sinners will look up and ask me to save them and i will whisper no and i just remember like in high school like all the yeah. kids that talking about that like the this 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 guy gets He's so it cool it's just like like i thought superheroes were supposed to like save people and be mm-hmm. cool like we're supposed to look up to the fact that superman like believed in the hope in humanity or that 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 was um, like, and it was like, I always thought the origin of Rorschach is so interesting because, um, it kind of in his origin story or whatever, the way I perceived it, you know, life is, <coughs> sorry, life is madness and chaos and there's no meaning in it. And, um, it's all just like a Rorschach test. You just look at it and kind of assert your own meaning onto it. It's all arbitrary, all fake. And it was kind of a commentary that he asserts his own meaning onto it, but he kind of chooses to be an asshole and he chooses to be a jerk and he chooses to be like an outcast and um he clearly doesn't really have to be like although things bad things do happen to him he is still choosing to kind of be this asshole all the time and um, that's such an interesting commentary whereas you know maybe a better superhero or a positive one that we're supposed to look up to would look at the arbitrariness of life and choose to be a good person mm. but alas we have rorschach and so many people looking up to him and um, it does suck, but it is really just like I gotta say, design concept ten out of ten. Like truly, yeah, a great just like like as in physical design trench uh-huh. coat with a Rorschach mask, coolest shit in the world. He's he, he does look very cool. Yeah, um, I would say another like I think a reason that Rorschach is like clearly like the hero of this story is that I think Zack Snyder just fundamentally agree. Like if you look at like his his body of work. Yeah. Zack Snyder just agrees with a lot of Rorschach's philosophy. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't think 
From what I can tell, Zack Snyder does not believe believe that humanity is worth saving. Yeah. Like if you look at like his zombie movies, if you look at uh, I, I I can only think of a zombie movie, <laughs> but it, he uh, he has this kind of theory that is very present in all of his movies that the humanity doesn't matter because we are already dead. Um, <laughs> Max has pulled up his. Uh, <laughs> The, his body of work. Let's see. We're just looking at superhero movies right now. Man of Steel, the big choice the superhero has to make is that some th- the, truly like the lesson that he learns is that his dad does in fact, he, sh- he shouldn't have saved his dad and he does need to kill people at the end. He shouldn't have saved his dad. He shouldn't have saved kids from a bus. Like those are the lessons that superhero is, mm-hmm. that, that Superman is learning. Like Superman, and the guy yeah. in blue who saves everybody. And it's truly, it just really, honestly, truly seems like it's just to be gritty and be edgy and be cool. Like, that's like what he wants to be. And it's so bizarre. And we, we know that he, he wants to be edgy and cool because he made his version of Justice League a little tiny box. <laughs> a little tiny. It could have covered, it could have done the whole rectangle of the TV screen, but it's a box because it's artsy and cool and edgy and you didn't expect that. You were caught off guard. And it's like, dude, just don't do that. <laughs> just be better, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I just, I'll, I'll take this point to highlight. I've been calling Zack Snyder a piece of shit a lot in this, and I just want to just real quick drop in this little pearl of Zack Snyder wisdom. Uh, when he was talking, of course, about Watchmen, mm-hmm. um, he was he would say, my friends would always try to get me... I'm paraphrasing here, yeah, of course. Yeah. He would say, my friends were always trying to get me into comic books, and I was never into them, because nobody's having sex or killing each other. But then somebody gave me Watchmen, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. People are dying. People are having sex. Um, and then he said, so so yeah, I decided I could make a superhero movie. I wish I could get Batman, though. In my Batman movie, or because he, he, he was talking about Dark Knight, and he said, yeah. Batman, the, those movies are pretty gritty, but Matt, Batman doesn't like get raped in prison or anything, which is exactly what I would do in my movie. Mm. Um this was, of course, before he went on to uh, be in charge of the <laughs> flagship characters of DC. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, Zack Snyder just fucked that guy. Just yeah. piece of shit. I truly forgot that he said that. I remember yeah. he told me that in the past. Yeah, that it just really is like, come on, man. Like you, you have the opportunity. You have money. You have big budget stuff. People saying that you should direct things, and you choose to like do what you're doing. It's really. But it's 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 bizarre, dude. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, and who do we have left on the? Well, actually, here I'll give it a grade. Um, right. I I give it an F for Rorschach. I'm gonna have to give this a negative one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Straight um, up F, yeah. dude. Um, sucks because Rorschach again has so much depth, so much potential, and yet. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at this here, and it looks as if uh, uh, Eli Snyder. As young Walter Kovacs, did Zack Snyder's like son play a little Rorschach? Oh, really? <laughs> Which is like Zack. Come on, man. Come on, You're man. That's, his... that's on the nose. He uh-huh. wants his son to be Rorschach. <laughs> what? Uh, man, who's next? Who's next? Okay, coming? okay. We're going to move on uh, to Dan Dryberg. Sorry, Patrick Wilson as Dan Dryberg. A.K.A. Night Owl the Second. Night Owl, the character I always forget about when I watch Watchmen or uh-huh. Watchmen. But when I watch it, I like him. I like what they do with him. I, I or like or I enjoy the character. Again, with Watchmen, if I ever say I like that character, it's what I like what they do with the, with the story. With the story, I'm I'm watching as an objective uh, viewer. Um, I really enjoy Night Owl because he's like. Again, just a lot of commentary on like men specifically, male superheroes specifically, um, in this movie, because uh, Night Owl he's our he's our adrenaline junkie. Yeah, he's, and he can't get it up unless he's, he's fully <laughs> impotent unless he's like going out being a superhero, saving lives um, out of burning buildings. Um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I personally have a whole lot to say about him in the movie. Yeah. He's mostly just pretty boring. I like him being impotent. I like yeah. that they actually used that. 
Um, I think the sex scene is weird. Uh, he has a sex scene with Silk Spectre, and it's it's after they say Hallelujah is playing. Yeah, and it's um, it's like, oh, and then of course whenever he uh, comes, or it's implied that he comes, the the, the, the flamethrowers yes. on his flying ship like psh, like blast out. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think honestly, that's artistry, Snyder. I gotta give it up for that. Um, not. It just means that he has gonorrhea because it burns when he comes. <laughs> uh-huh. um, or chlamydia. I don't know. I don't have any of those yet. But um, I, I I just really enjoy, again, not to say this, but in the comic, blah, blah. The what, like, what happened with Night Owl and Silk Spectre is that they kind of find each other, you know, in, in, in their sadness and loneliness. Um, so Inspector the second, as in Laurie, who we were just talking about earlier, mm-hmm. they find each other, they fall in love, and then after they discover um, the Ozymandias' plan in his lair, as like the world is kind of ending in its own way and being saved, kind of they like have sex by the pool or something, and then they create um, a shadow against the wall that looks exactly like a shadow of like in in some like. That, that, that was like a motif throughout the comic. I think a shadow that is projected against the wall that was like the ashes of people dying in something. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. There was, uh, we see a lot of like, um, similar to like the lovers of Verona yes. or the lovers of oh, wherever. Yeah, yeah, kind of a thing, um, yeah. But just like, you know, two people being like torn asunder by a nuclear blast. And embracing. And we even see that in the comic whenever the alien appears, these two strangers we've been following throughout the time, the people, the, if the, anyone who's read it, the guy at the uh, newsstand and the kid who talks to him, mm-hmm. um, even at the end, whenever the nuclear blast is, is coming towards them, they embrace, like they, like as, um, as like just like friends, comrades, like in humanity, you know, and it's just, it adds like a really human aspect, like motifs, like kind of, you know, makes you think like there's nothing new under the sun. History is just repeating itself over and over and over again. Um, and it's just so beautiful in like this weird way. Um, None of that was in the movie. Uh, nope. None of that was present after the the thing happens with Ozymandias. Plan happens. We get this lovey-dovey scene between the two of them. There's like happy music playing and they're living <laughs> happy. <laughs> it's just like really like the tonal shift between that is so bizarre and weird. Uh-huh. I think Zack yeah. Snyder thinks it's an actual happy ending. Exactly. I, and I think that's what it is. He thinks it's it's like, well, that we did have to take some lives, but it's a good price that we paid. Humanity mm-hmm. is restored. And it's like, no, like... We're not done here. Like, this is really just the beginning of the dilemma, you know? Yeah. Um, ah, yeah. And he's just drab the whole time. Again, up the colors, up the campiness, up all of this, because Watchmen is gritty, but it's also, like, if, if it's only gritty the whole time, you aren't able to tell which parts are gritty and which parts aren't. You know what I mean? Like, so if mm-hmm. there's, like, him, if... if oh, Jesus, boring. He's just boring, and it sucked, because he was boring... The way that Laurie was handled was pretty boring, and it just makes me bored. I was playing on my phone half the time. Yeah. He was on screen. Um, so, Max, what are you going to give Danny Danny Drybee? Honestly, I'll give him a C. Yeah, I was going to go C as it's well. It's a bummer. It really is a bummer mm. because, man, our little beta cuck, like, he could have been so much more I in this know. movie. We love him. Yeah. he's yeah. Uh, It's like he's the virgin night owl failing to get it up versus the yeah. Chad Manhattan making eight <laughs> of himself to pleasure her. <laughs> Honestly, and then whenever, like, Laurie finds out, like, my boyfriend, Dr. Manhattan, why are you making eight of yourself to... You're not even paying and it's attention like, to have sex. Girl, like, girl, you got eight Dr. Dude, Manhattans like, on Girl, you. Are, you, know, you are missing out. You're not, you're not thankful, man. Just kidding. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah. But that'll take us to the last, probably the last person we need to talk about. Another very unfortunate stop on this road trip. We've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Edward Blake, aka the comedian. Le comedian. Um, this character, I always forget about him too, but he represents, you know, the old guild of, of, of like the, the first line of superheroes. Again, none of them have powers, but he's like super buff and he's like punches people. And um, he goes to Vietnam and he becomes like super Republican and he starts working for the government, right? They start paying. Yeah. He becomes he, like a He mascot. assassinates JFK. He That's covers right. up Watergate. He does a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah. And so, um, and that is like, so, again, such a cool commentary of like, um, similar, I've never seen it, but what I imagine The Boys is about. Um, <laughs> like that first era of superheroes and Watchmen, they become um, 
mascots for the government, puppets of the government, kind of like, and or like businesses. They represent businesses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sponsored by them and stuff. It's really cool. Uh, the movie gives you all that backstory in a nice little sing- song sequence. And a friend of ours who was watching it with us, who was not familiar with the story at all, she was like. What the fuck is going on? We see like a bunch of flashes of people we've uh-huh. never seen before, we'll never see again, don't know their names, don't know what's going on. Newspaper headlines of things that are kind of related. It's just like, Zach, like that's one of the most complicated parts of the story, like learning all the names and everything. Mm-hmm. You did not do it very well, buddy. Yes. Yeah. I, there's just a lot of like, there's a lot of slow motion, like scenes like that, that feel yeah. a lot like that. They just don't need to be in here. Yeah. Also, every time they go to slow motion, I can't help but look down and see, like, yeah, this movie's two hours and 40 minutes. Oh, my God. If all the slow motion was cut out, it would be straight up 90 minutes. Like, it would mm. save so much time. And um, honestly, uh, uh, this goes to, like, a bigger thing about just you, you shouldn't make an adaptation. Ideally, if you adapt, uh, adapt something for the screen or something, whatever – you will not need to have seen the source material to enjoy the new material. And I uh-huh. feel like this movie really relies on your knowledge of the comic. Uh-huh. Well, even the, I, I feel like it either relies on your knowledge of the comic or it's a perfect superhero movie for, like, seventh grade boys. Zack Snyder <laughs> yeah. took, like, one of the most, like, interesting and complex comic books out there and made a superhero for, like, edgy dudes so that they could wear the bloody smiley face on their shirt. I know, and it's like, come on, man. But with the comedian, um, I, I really, again, I don't agree with him, don't like him, would never want to meet him. He's a, a horrible man. We, he, well, canonically does being ter- <laughs> he canonically does terrible things. Uh-huh. But I think he's such an interesting character in the story like because of what um, he like is supposed to represent. Maybe this old guild of heroes, like this dying, like this fading star wants to relive the glory days so he murders a bunch of protesters innocent bystander protesters yeah um and again like thankfully the movie doesn't really actually i hesitate to say that i was about to say the movie doesn't really take his side but sometimes it really Uh, sometimes it sure seems like which is even because like he is edward blake is maybe even a worse piece of shit than rorschach yeah Um, yeah, like like, he's just truly like a scumbag like he he gets Bad a woman guy. pregnant in Vietnam and then just kills her in a bar. Horrible man. Um, yeah, God, I totally and forgot about that. In the comic, the they truly do like they truly do make him like a complex figure. Which yeah. like obviously he's a bad guy, but nobody's like no nobody's just like a villain. Yeah. Um, and we see him kind of like breaking down. Um, yeah. and Zack Snyder tries to do that. Yeah. He sure tries. It's like um it was so interesting because, like, the comedian, um, just why would you take the sympathetic stance toward the comedian or Rorschach? Like, um, because that scene with the protesters, with him and Night Owl, they confront a bunch of protesters, and uh, they're not moving. Night Owl's like, what do we do? Remember, Night Owl's our beta cuck. He doesn't really want to use force or anything, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. And then the comedian's like, I'll handle this, and he just, like, opens fire on them. And uh-huh. it's, like, really, like... beating the shit out of exactly. him. Exactly. And the worst part is... As a viewer, you're like, this is terrible. This is unnerving and scary. But the way that the movie handles it, it if I remember correctly, it kind of plays like rock music. And it's kind uh. of like, wow, look at the comedian go. Isn't he crazy and fucked up and twisted? It's like, yeah, but it's not cool to watch this. It's like sick and sad and disgusting to watch this. But I get the impression, Zach, that you're kind of like, this dude doesn't give a fuck. Like he's and he's crazy, but uh-huh. he's so cool. It's like, come on, like, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh huh. With that, well, I guess let's real quick. Uh, Max, how would you grade the comedian? I would give him an F too. I'd give him yeah. an F. Mostly yeah, F's in sucks. here. Yeah, a lot of F's. Um, stinkers. But with that, we're pretty much at time here. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you have any closing statements you'd like to make? Yeah, I'll, I'll do we... my adjustment. I'll do my script uh-huh. doctoring. Um, I think. This is a brazen choice, but I would have liked to see Zack Snyder. Well, I don't know if I would have wanted to see him do this, but anyone else, uh, uh, if we're going to change the story, add a, another female character who is present. Maybe she doesn't have to be in the lineup or something, but another female character who is not romantically 
intertwined with any of the other characters who is just there like mm-hmm. who and maybe is like mm-hmm. an accomplice of someone or maybe maybe she's a, maybe she's like on Ozymandias' side or something or just turn one of the tertiary characters into a woman or something because mm-hmm. like or just make uh, <sighs> let's say no Night Owl just give all of his <laughs> shit to, to Silk Spectre that's actually really interesting oh yeah because that's also could be like a kind of a complex take on like a, a woman who is like a um, like a, a adrenaline junkie too, and she's like on edge as well because her life is so fucked up sometimes. Like, mm. yeah, um, yeah, that would have been interesting too. Just, it, just try to do like make up for what Alan Moore also had a blind spot of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my you? adjustment is, I would say that so there was a lot of CGI in this movie. Oh yeah, um, and I would say I want something like a big stunt, like something that is, it needs to be done practically to be done right. Mm-hmm. Something probably like a car doing some kind of like crazy jump, uh, but the the stunts like so complex that they can't find anybody in Hollywood who's no. who's able to do it. Like it's just like so up there, like you just they just couldn't figure it out. Um, but Zack Snyder, he's kind of an auteur. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a pro at like what he does. So he decides, you know what? Nobody else is going to do this. I'm going to do it. He Zack Snyder gets behind the wheel. Oh, I like Zack this. Snyder crashes. He fucking dies. Oh, Zack Snyder's wait. dead. Wait, we wait, never wait. have to watch Man of Steel. We never have to watch Batman v Superman. We have never have to watch Four Hour Justice League. I don't think he's a we never good have person. to watch this movie. Maybe oh. somebody comes in and does the real ending. I'm not saying I, I think he's a great guy. I don't think he should die. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm. I, I'm not saying I think he should die. Dude, you're being such a Rorschach. I right just now. think you're being such a. Rorschach. I'm trying to embody. I've been I've been reading Rorschach's journal lately. Dude, that's awesome. Um, out of, so I always forget we do out of five and out of ten. I we think. do something. Uh, so I think we do it different every time. Oh, let's do out of five because it's classic stars. Yes, you know? yes. Let's um, well, let's do out of twelve. Okay. Because um, okay, it's the uh, comic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess three out of twelve, because I would give it down shite. But the story of Watchmen, even whenever it's told in a really fucked up way, is still interesting and it still presents a dilemma at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's still you still walk away being like, the story had good bits in it, had parts. Even though I didn't like how this character was sympathized with, and this one was applauded, and this one was bad, and that one. Yeah, so I give it three out of twelve, which comes down to one out of four, which is I think like a half star out of five. Uh huh. I think I'm gonna have to go maybe a two out of twelve, because just watching this, there is just mm-hmm. nothing I get. There's yeah. nothing I enjoy. I don't have any fun. I don't have any enjoyment <laughs> with any of it. And I'm really, I'm thinking Welcome about... Welcome to Skip Ahead, I'm, everybody! I'm thinking about that car <laughs> stunt right now. Damn. Um, um, yeah, but truly, if, if you like commentary in your superhero movies, and if, if you've already seen the, uh, the TV show or read the comic, revisit it. It holds up. It's good. It's really and it good. makes you think about complexities without being... Like, it makes you think about complex characters and be like, this character has nuance without being like, this character is right. Like, it's possible to be like, yeah, these people are human, but they're still bad humans, and, like, they're not good people. And I feel like reading Watchmen, the comic, helps me just be a better reader and be a better, like, like um, um, just observer of culture. It's, it's really such a good story. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, we're at over an hour now, Woo! I think. Yeah, we're at a good, yeah, we're in a, at an hour and one here, so let's Woo! go ahead and put a plug in this episode of Skip Ahead. Now, what we do here every week on Skip Ahead is I'll ask, or w- one of us will not know what movie we're going to watch next, and one of us will. Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't know what movie we're going to watch. Max is giggling and laughing right now. <laughs> I'm going to look up the year, because I want to give this a proper introduction. Oh, we're giving this a proper introduction. Um, okay, so, um, I am not a fan of horror movies. I'm so scared Ooh. of them. Um, literally, the mic like audacity peaked like so uh-huh. high. Um, I get so scared. I bite down to my nails. I get so scared with them. But I love camp. 
And I like comedy. Not summer camp. I'm talking gay, drag queen camp. Up in a gang, 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 and John dating me and my double date with my parents. I really enjoy that kind of stuff. And so I was like, I will watch a horror movie if there's camp involved. But it cannot be intentional camp. It has to be the type of Susan Sontag camp. Have I lost you yet? Have I lost you yet? I'm here. Um, I'm here. You know, the kind of camp where the movie is trying so hard to be one thing. And it is so obviously something else. Uh And so 2019 blessed us with so many awesome things. I lost my anal virginity in in uh, in that year. Congrats. And I did a lot of things in that year. I did not see... A certain movie that I'm gonna have both of us watch. I'm really curious what and, this is about and to be. this movie it swept across the nation and it has held up in the in the meme libraries. People are still quoting it, still talking about it. Is this I'm, the Bye Bye Man? I'm, I'm, I'm literally like bursting with excitement <laughs> to say this movie. I I I, I was either, it was either gonna be this or another choice. And then I just really thought about this movie, and I was like, I gotta watch this. Also, my friend Kendra, if you're listening, shout out, love you, Kendra. She said, Kendra. don't watch this movie. It disturbed <laughs> me. It made me so sad. It left me in a bad mood all day. And I was like, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna make my friend Clayton watch it. And that movie is 2019's Octavia Spencer joint Ma. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> We're watching Ma, baby. <laughs> I have also not seen this movie. I know, I've never, and Kendra truly said, she's like, Max, I know you don't even like scary movies, don't watch this movie, it makes (laughs) you feel so weird and bad, and I'm so excited to watch it now, I'm like truly bursting with excitement. I'm pumped up for this, this is going to be great. Because I've heard like that, Octavia like wants it to be something like so badly, and it's just Uh like, it's, and like this, the memes that have come out of this movie, I've never seen it, but the screenshots... (laughs) It really so I'm so excited about this. Octavia Spencer, you better work, mama. So yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well yeah. then, hey, we are gonna see y'all back next time. Yeah. For 2019's Ma. Ma. All right. This has been Skip Ahead, and don't forget, be kind, rewind. <laughs> Bye. That was a good ending. We should do that every time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>